1: You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
2: What's up, D.C.? Welcome back to another edition of Locked On Wizards with SB Nation's Bullets Forever writer Ben Mahich and myself, Anthony Citadino, we are your hosts, and you are now Lockdown Wizards, where you get everything Wizards hoops. Go subscribe to the Lockdown Wizards podcast on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Spotify, Apple Music, or wherever you may listen. Go throw us a follow on Twitter at Lockdown Wizards. We have a great show ahead of us and a ton to get into, but first, this episode is brought to you by CBDMD. Whether you're a pro athlete, an exhausted parent, or you spend all day in the office chair, CBDMD wants to give you the support you need to make it through the day. CBD Freeze and Recover are an outstanding duo of topical products with specialized formulas to prov- provide targeted relief where it matters most. And to make it even easier to try, freeze, recover, and every other CBD-MD product, you can take 25% off your next order when you use the promo code NBA at checkout. Once again, that's CBDMD.com. Use the promo code NBA for 25% off your purchase of superior CBD products from CBD-MD. Ben, I hope all is well with you, my friend. We've made it to the middle of the week, and I'm super pumped to talk. Wizards Hoops, as we always do, Monday through Friday, Ben and I thank you for tuning in to Lockdown Wizards whenever you may be making this show a part of your day. We hope we're able to give you some sort of relaxing break throughout your busy day to hear everything about your your Washington Wizards. So Ben, let's jump right into it. The, the Wizards look ahead to the Denver Nuggets tonight and a West Coast road trip that will start Saturday in Portland. That is our focus right now, but the rest of the league has been focused on something else lately. Andre Drummond has been shut down by the Cleveland Cavaliers as they plan to trade him before the trade deadline, which is set for March 25th. Ben, we've seen this with guys like Blake Griffin in Detroit as well. We talk every day about Tommy Shepard making a trade to turn the season around. So I guess, do you think either of these guys would be a good fit in D.C.? Um, and do you think Tommy could put together a reasonable package for either of them?
3: I would love the Drummond trade. We've talked about it before. Uh, I know for a fact that Andrew Drummond had interest in playing for the wizards. He's, he's really good friends with, with Bradley Beal. Obviously it hasn't come to fruition. You look at what this team has on the roster. Uh, the only tradable asset that they really have, um, is is Bradley Beal. And obviously you're not going to trade him to get Drummond back. But, uh, the Blake Griffin question I think is an interesting one for a different reason. Uh, look, it's so weird that we've reached this point in our lives where guys like Blake Griffin and Russell Westbrook and some other players were looking at them and questioning like, man, uh, their careers have, have they reached a point where, uh, really a point of an overturn where they're not going to play at an all-star level anymore. Blake Griffin, I don't know about Russell Westbrook. Uh, the jury's still out on that, I suppose, but Blake Griffin, I, I'm pretty sure, um, you know, given the injuries he suffered, he's only played like 40 games in two seasons. He hasn't dunked the basketball since 2019. Um, he's become really just a pick and pop forward. And he's really struggled to even pop. I mean, he's, he's hitting like 31% of his threes uh, over the last couple of seasons. So he's really struggled. But so obviously from a basketball perspective, there's no interest there. Rui is, Rui, uh, is obviously a better player at this point. Danny Abdi is probably a better player. But from like a, for an office perspective, I i to ask you this, Anthony. And I'm probably going to get grief for even asking this. But Blake Griffin's contract is just as insane as Russell Westbrook's, but it ends a season earlier. Uh, obviously paying either of these players exorbitant amounts of money at this point in their career is, is less than ideal. But if you can get off on one of their contracts sooner rather than later, it's probably a better idea. I don't even think Detroit would have interest in this. But uh, let's, say, let's say I'm Troy Weaver of the Detroit Pistons and I call Tommy Shepard and say, look, Tommy, you know the deal. I can't get anything for Blake. Uh, we know that Russ has been struggling. We'd like a role model for for Killian Hayes. Um, we know that you guys are financially constrained. Let's just do a straight-up Russ for Blake Swap. What do you say? You want to send my guy Russ to Detroit? <laughs> you want to send him to the cold?
2: I mean, I know Washington's kind of cold, but the real cold in Michigan. You want to send him and you want to
3: just ship him off, Ben. Is that, what, is that what I'm hearing? That's what you want. I toss the question to you. I mean, I, I want to know your answer first. I mean, Listen, what would man. you do? What would you do? You, you're you not, I'm assuming you're, you're not making it. Yeah, this
2: no, trade. no. With all due respect to, to Blake Griffin, I, uh, if I'm Tommy Shepard, I'm not doing the trade. Um, Blake and Russ are kind of one and the same. Um, they seem to be playing a little hobble the past, you know, year or so. And it's, it's, Yeah. I mean, it's not that far fetched, Ben. It really isn't, but I just, I, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't make the trade. I still think Russ has much more in the tank than, uh, and Blake say, I mean, Blake, he had that all-star season, uh, in 2018, 2019, um, and and played played so well. I mean, was, you know, had that great all-star season and looked like he really changed his game to become more of a shooter in this league, become, and to really adapt more to this league, but, really the past two years he hasn't even played in 40 games and it's just his productivity has really just uh has dipped and I know that you know everyone's always ragging on Russ as uh as you are too my friend so I know I, I know you'll say that about Russ too but I I would not make that trade for Russ I still think Russ has uh more in the tank than um say Blake uh Blake Griffin so yeah um I'm uh I'm just gonna
3: I'd, I'd politely, uh, you know, decline. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't think anybody is going to make that trade. I think Tommy Shepard wouldn't make this trade for a couple of reasons. I think that would be a huge indictment and kind of, uh, an, an acknowledgement that the John wall trade didn't pan out. I think they're still holding out hope that Russell Westbrook turns things around that he shows flashes of, of the Russell Westbrook that we used to love. Um, but yeah, I don't think Tommy Shepard would make this trade because I think it would look bad for him as a GM. But, I mean, I think Blake has no trade value whatsoever anymore, just given his contract. And, look, to, to make salaries match, you'd have to give up a, a valuable know, player. And and there's just no way that anybody would do that right now. But he's probably going to get bought out, which is that's going to be interesting. And maybe he lands somewhere. I don't know. I think a Dallas could be an interesting option. Pair him with Luca, Maybe rein, rein, reinvigorate uh, Blake Griffin and his athleticism there. Maybe give him a reason to care again. But, yeah, I think you know it, it really sucks. I, I remember uh the day he got traded to detroit i was like really taken aback because at that point blake griffin was a top 10 15 player in the nba and here he was in detroit and look not that long ago he led him to the playoffs so uh maybe he still does have some juice left in the tank and, and he really hasn't had much reason to care and in and, and detroit maybe he has been hurt and maybe he will be a good pickup somewhere other than washington because that's not going to happen and yeah nobody's trading for blake and and truthfully nobody's trading for Russ either
2: yeah, right, Ben. I, I don't think their market value is too too high right now. But guys, we have a lot more to get into about um, the game the game ahead against Denver and really the uh, the West Coast road trip ahead as well. But first, I want to tell all you guys about Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college hoops, and the NHL are in full swing. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real time updated odds and prop bets. On almost anything you can imagine, Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Use the promo code Locked On.
0: This is Jake from Locked On. Sometimes you and I need that kind of support too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.
2: We're covering everything you need to know about the Washington Wizards, but what about the rest of sports? Now, the Lockdown Podcast Network has you covered there as well with the Lockdown Today podcast. It's hosted by the great Peter Bukowski, and it's all the sports news you need every morning in under 20 minutes. Go subscribe to the Locked On Today podcast wherever you listen. Ben, at the end of the win against Houston Monday night, we saw something fairly strange, a really, really weird sequence. It seemed to start with Denny Advia when he he was calling for the ball from Rui Hachimura with about four seconds left in the game. Rui should not have thrown the ball. They were literally about to win the game, just dribbling, shaking hands with the other players, but he threw the ball, shouldn't have whatever he did. It ended up being a turnover. Right after that, as Houston's inbounding the ball, Denny committed a foul with 1.3 seconds left. And that led to, to free throws for Houston and a really prolonged, strange ending. Uh, Ben, You and I talked about it and Denny just looked, Denny looked really frustrated there at the end of a, of a pretty solid win against Houston. So, and and we saw Bradley Beal and Scott Brooks also, uh, you know, yelling at him from from the sideline, pretty much, you know I mean? He, I mean, he's, he's a rookie on this team. He messed up uh, right at the end of that game. So, you know, the, his head coach and, and, and the main veteran, the superstars, you know, he's, they were giving it to him. So I guess from all this, from, from, I mean, do you, do you gather anything from this? Does this mean anything for, for Denny moving moving ahead? I mean, what what did you gather from this?
3: Yeah, I mean, we're not mind readers. I'm no expert in reading, uh, you know, body language or anything like that. But you can look at the numbers. Let's look at the past five games. Uh, game against Chicago, four points. Game against Toronto, nine points. Knicks, eight points. Boston, eight points. Houston, five points. So I'm going to ask you this, Anthony. Is he better than that? Is Denny Avdija better than four points, nine yes, points? In? absolutely, without a doubt. There's no question about it that Denny Avdija is better than what he's shown. Uh, look, we a couple weeks ago they played against the Miami Heat. Bradley Beal was out. Denny Avdija scores twenty points, his career high. He was actually shooting the ball. He took fifteen shots. Now he's shooting five, six shots a game. He's averaging five shots a game. So his frustration is absolutely warranted. This team has been struggling. There's so there's layer to the struggle. Thomas Bryant's injury, the COVID stuff, uh, the lack of depth, the bad free agent signings, the poor coaching rotations, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But one thing that goes unmentioned often is the fact that this team has neglected the Denny Avdia. He's coming to the NBA as a 19-year-old kid. He's 20 years old now. He's incredibly skilled for a player his size, 6'9". He can play point guard, uh, really good passer for his size, can obviously shoot the ball. shooting 36% from three this year and just kind of completely neglecting him on offense. He might as well be invisible. Unless he's wide open from three, he's not touching the ball. He's not not initiating any sort of offense. He's kind of just there. They have this extremely skilled young player who they should boost in confidence who they're just not using at all. And you're seeing that boil into frustration late in games where he's fouling for no reason. They're up by 20. Bradley Beale's yelling at him. <clears throat> Scott Brooks is yelling at him. And I don't want to extrapolate too much from that, but the fact of the matter is, I mean, he's averaging seven points per game. Danny Amtia's a much more, a much better player than seven points per game. He's much better than what he's shown. And I think this is really uh, its sad. I think it's negligent on the team's part the way they've handled them. And I think they need to do a better job because players' confidence is really fragile at 20 years old. We've seen the Wizards do this to other players in the past, ruin their confidence and ultimately ruin their careers. Danny Avdia is way too skilled for that to happen. They cannot allow that to happen. And shame on them if it does happen. Because other teams would not be u- utilizing Danny Avdia like this. I mean, I, might, I, I often talk about the Spurs and maybe that's an unfair comparison. But even look at like mediocre teams, right? That have shown some competence. I mean, I'm, obviously the Jazz aren't mediocre this year, but they've built a reputation of, of knowing how to get the most out of their players throughout these years. Denny Abdi, I mean, you put him in Utah. You think he's putting up seven points per game? There's no shot. He's putting up in the double digits. They're using, utilizing him in the offense, taking pressure off Donovan Mitchell, allowing him to, uh, to initiate offense. But in, instead, the Wizards have a player in Bradley Beal whose usage rate is the first in the NBA have never even tried to have any any semblance of organized offense. This has been Bradley Beal ad nauseum. And then he has left out, as he's always been this year. So they need to figure it out. And we're, we're approaching all-star break. And Anthony, I'm I'm a little concerned because they need to figure this out soon. Otherwise, this conference is going to take a serious hit.
2: Ben, I agree oh, 100% with you. We were both so shocked when we got the news that he was being benched for the first time. Scott? And really everyone within the organization from, from the beginning of training camp has raved about Denny, about how much he's worked his tail off, how much he has earned his, his spot. Like you said, as a 19 year old kid coming in hungry, ready to work. Like, like they said, he, I mean, he holds himself to a different standard every time he gets on the floor and, and he's super, super skilled. He's, he's everything. I mean, this was a great pick by the Wizards and for his starting, his starting spot just to disappear without really any, without really Scott having to answer for it. Give us a, 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 you know, a a viable answer. He just, he just kind of plugged Davis into the, into the rotation. Right. And then Davis has been coming out of the road. You know, he, he, he's been coming off the bench too. So we, we're not, it's just, it's, it was very strange to see all, all you know, all that unfold and it, it's continuing. Now we're not, now it is just continued with Denny to, Um, you know, he's continuing his bench role and we don't have an answer for this. I don't know if Denny was given an answer for this, but nothing in what I saw throughout any of these games, Denny changed like dramatically his play out there. I mean, re- really how, how uh, interested he, he seems he, he has, Seem the same since since day one. I don't know how you feel about that, but for, for me, watching every time he's out there, he plays the same. He's a super skilled, you know, player. He he can. I agree with you 100%. Scott does not want him to play point guard. I definitely think he could play some point guard, but he just has everything that you really want in a young playmaking, you know, kind kind of guard, for, you know, uh, small forward that that he is. And Ben, we might be be questioning the the, the player development. Um, for the Washington wizards right now. I mean, There's, I don't know if we're, I mean, we, we might have to tap the brakes for, like with, with an instant like this. I, I don't really want to go, you know, all the way, you know, questioning their, their player development, but
3: this is, this is eyebrow raising. I mean, if you don't want to question at all, question it. I mean, they, they spent, they spent what, two, three years developing Troy Brown. And now he's the towel boy. Now, now he's collecting towels from the other players on the bench. Right. Why'd you pick right. them 15th overall? 100%. You're a team that's 8-17. and 17. Uh, You pay Davis Bertans 80 mil, so you can justify starting him just by salary alone. You bench him, and now you're starting Garrison Matthews over your ninth pick. What does Garrison Matthews do better than, than Danny Avdia? Right. This, this, I mean, it, it makes absolutely no sense. And it, it just speaks to this coaching staff's lack of creativity. You say, you know, he should be playing some point guard. Of course he should. Because that's, what, that's how you're going to utilize his talents. That's what's going to differentiate you between other teams. How many teams have six, nine, six, ten players that can handle the ball as well as Denny Not very many. Yet, what do they use him as? A standstill shooter? Scott is completely out on that idea.
2: Every time it's been brought right. up in any post-game interview, any pre-game interview, he has shut that down so quickly. No, he's not a point guard. No, he right. cannot play. He 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 can't understand it yet. He needs a lot of time. He needs a lot of time. Right. That, these are the types of answers that he gives us, and it just doesn't really make sense because you're playing around with the
3: rotations this much. Why don't why why don't you play around with that? Well, Anthony, here's why: because this team is eight and seventeen, and they're coached by Scott Brooks, and it's really that simple. Put Quinn Snyder on this team. Put any 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 coach who's earned their stripes in the league lately. Don't, don't you think that they'd be using Denny Avdea a little bit differently? Because it's not rocket science. It's really not. I mean, Denny Avdea is a six nine six ten point forward. He knows how to handle the ball. He can initiate offense. And the Wizards' offense is dull. They score the ball a lot because Bradley Beal is an elite scorer. But his usage rate is the highest in the league, and that's why they score so many points. But you look at this team's offense, there's no creativity there. You never run a set that, drop, that makes your jaw drop. It's just Bradley Beal offense, handoff, pick and roll. That's all they run. And some of that is because the roster is bad, but right. a lot of that is because they're not utilizing the players that they should be in ways that they should be utilized. Denny Avdia is a perfect example of that. And it, it's, it pains me because, again, young players have fragile confidences. And Denny Avdia isn't that sort of player to sit back on his hands and, and wait. Denny Avdia is, is a fiery kid. He wants to contribute because he knows he can. And now he's seeing guys like Garrison Matthews get ahead of him, that uh, Davis Bertans, uh, you know, even at times like Jerome Robinson has played ahead of him. So you got to figure that earned out. that.
2: And Denny is a hundred percent earned those minutes. And Ben, my beef with Scott in in this particular uh, situation is just, you're telling the world that this kid earned that this spot, he earned it. And when, when, and we all know what it's like to be a part of a team. And, And obviously a part of every team, you have that sort of camaraderie and you have a sort of understanding, like, you know, you, you give someone their word and Scott gave, Denny, his word, like you, you worked your butt off for this. You get the starting, you get the starting spot. And he did for what, 14 games, 15, like, however many games, and then was yanked with no sort of answer, no sort of, I mean, re, I mean th- there was nothing behind it. It was just plugging in Davis Bertans while Davis was not 100% conditioned at all. While he was still shagging, I mean, it, it, it just made no sense. And Ben, you're right. This is this is scary. You don't want a, you don't want a kid like this to be disgruntled. To
3: Especially me, your ninth overall pick. To me, if you're the guy making these picks, and I mean Tommy Shepard, and you're watching this go down, it's like, how how does this not rub you the wrong way? I mean, you're investing a lot in these young players. They're spending picks year after year on players who ultimately go underutilized. And we talk about Troy Brown almost every episode, but. He's literally sitting. He's the 15th player on the roster at this point. That is ridiculous. And if you told me last year that this would happen to Troy Brown, I would never believe it. So that's why there's a slippery slope here. We're what 20 games or whatever, 25 games into the season. If you tell me Denny Avdia is not going to be the 15th player next year, of course he's not but it's not out of the realm of possibility with how this team has been operating because they take these really skilled young players. They don't develop them. And before you know it, their career is in shambles and they're just trying to claw their way off the 15th off, off that off that bench. It's ridiculous. I mean, they have to figure it out. And I'm, I don't know about you, Anthony, I do not trust this team to figure it out because it's year after year. They do this. And Scott Brooks, like you said, has shown zero, zero senses in changing his ways. I mean, the slightest changes have been ones that we've been begging for for weeks. I mean, he started Mo Wagner. Like, duh. What are you going to start Robin Lopez? You should have been started Mo Wagner long ago. Literally. What yes. are you going to play Garrison Matthews? I mean, Scott Brooks told me, hey, like, almost, almost, I mean, honestly, kind of run me the wrong way, where he was like, come on, man, wait on. Like, be patient. Be patient for what? Jerome Robinson to fall out of the lineup? Like, Garrison Matthews should have been playing this entire season. And now he's finally playing. Like, duh. These are obvious moves. It's Scott Brooks. It takes him weeks to figure it out. And that's why this team is 8 and 17, man. I hear you Ben and
2: we want to see that with Troy Brown Jr too like you said. I mean you don't just pick a guy 15th overall, develop him. I mean last year he proved that he is he is an integral, you know, component to, to what they're doing. He he can provide that sort of, you know, relief for Brad. He he's a playmaking option. He's a tall point guard. If you want to play him there. Obviously Scott doesn't. But Ben I agree with you 100% man this it's just I have I have no faith in them turning around this season with what is with what we've seen so far like just the inconsistency and what, and and as little as that that sequence may have been with Denny it still is frustrating for fans for everyone that has been paying attention like us because Denny did not do anything to lose his spot Right, he lost it, and he lost it, and as and as a young kid, like you said, um, it's very easy to lose your confidence. I really hope the vets on, um, you know, in that locker room are uh, are are boosting him up, you know, lifting him up because, you
3: know, DC, they they got a special one in him at number nine, so man i'm stressed out after this conversation anthony i need to indulge in something you know what i'm gonna indulge in anthony anthony indulges it all the time he just got a shipment of built bar i tell him to slow down because he's been eating it constantly it's a delicious treat but you know what it's also low calorie low sugar high protein high fiber Uh, his girlfriend julia absolutely loves them. she loves the cookies and cream uh flavor and she's keto now and she's been doing that for a while and it's the perfect bar for keto and i'm keto as well and that's why i eat built bar uh go to builtbar.com and get 20 percent off using the promo code locked on if you go to builtbar.com and use the promo code locked on you'll get 20 percent off
1: the nba playoffs are right around the corner and locked on nba is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama
3: All the sides of the story with the Rejecting the Screen podcast. Each week, Noah Kozlov and Adam Stanko get personal while interviewing players, coaches, media members, and the people who make the NBA happen. Subscribe to the Rejecting the Screen podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Anthony on Wednesday night, the Wizards look to get their third straight win this time against the Denver Nuggets who come to the nation's capital with a 15 and 12 record. And Anthony, this matchup kind of reminds me of the Boston game the Wizards recently won because Boston on paper, obviously a much better team than the than the than the Washington Wizards, but they were struggling. Uh, when they came to DC and the Wizards stole that one. And I think they have a similar opportunity to steal this one as well, given the Denver struggles and the fact that really Washington has nothing to lose and they have some momentum behind this bone. But Anthony, let's make some predictions. Uh, I know you said that they were going to win, but I wanted to see if, if that optimism remains today, given that the game is happening tonight. Anthony, do you expect the Wizards to respond in a positive way after two straight wins and getting to the third or what?
2: We're keeping the positivity, Ben. Yes, I expect them to, to get their third win in a row, first three game win streak of the year coming, guys. Let's 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 have some faith. I really do believe that they can get this win. Denver, like you said, Ben, real rocky start. We we pegged Denver to. I mean, I I think you and I talked about this uh, before the season, and we had them and the Lakers being the one seed.
3: Yeah, I mean they looked so good in the bubble. I mean there were just a couple bounces away to like from going to the finals. Really, I mean uh, obviously I don't think they're better than the Lakers by no means, but right, they're they're right. a lot better than 15 and 12 I thought they would be. But this is kind of the nature of the year. And this is the COVID sort of season where you have teams that were supposed to be really good struggling. The Mavericks are right there in that boat with 13 and 15. But look, yeah. this win is. Obviously, it's still pretty early in the year and it might seem forgetful, but it's not because the Wizards, believe it or not, only three games away from a play-in game, mm-hmm. which is insane to say. If you string together some wins, you go, you know, a little bit above 500 over the next six, seven or so games. You go four and three over your next, uh, you know, seven and you're right there knocking on the play playing door, which is pretty crazy because this team is still practically dead last in, in the conference, but yeah. uh, that's the East for you. So Anthony, I think, I think you're right. This, this Nuggets team has been struggling. Michael Porter Jr. He scored zero points against the, in the against the Celtics recently. Um, obviously Nikola, Nikola Jokic is an MVP caliber player. The Wizards lack depth at center. So that'll be interesting to see how they respond, but um, I'd like to. I'd like for them to get a bit more creative. Jokic is not the best defender. If they go small, uh, mm-hmm. maybe they can outpace the Nuggets here. Play Rui at center or something with Denny. I would love to see them play a little bit more together. I mean, rarely do we see them actually like play off of each other, and they're both really capable. I mean, they're they're both unselfish players, so maybe they can they can utilize them in that way and kind of kind of uh, surprise the Nuggets here. But yeah, I, I don't know. I don't think they have any player on the roster that can stop Bradley Beal. And uh, I think look. I've been, I don't want to say hating on Russell this year, but I think he's been struggling and I've acknowledged that. And I think Russell is going to have a bit of a bounce back game here as well. I, th- I think, I think we're all, we're going for a win, but maybe we just jinx him. There you go, pal.
2: There you go. Ben is on the positive train. I love it. But yeah, I, I agree with you, Ben. I, I think that uh, Brad and Russ will have great games against this team. And this will say a lot if the Wizards are able to get a win against um, last year's Western Conference finalists. I mean like you said Jokic he is he's he's the front runner for MVP right now it, 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 as far as I'm concerned his numbers are absolutely out of this world and um he just keeps rolling J- you know Jamal Murray I I thought he was going to have a bit of a better year maybe that's where the rockiness is you know like c- kind of focusing but uh but hey I mean he he proved in the bubble that he you know he's a, he can be a superstar talent and um they just need to find their rhythm this could bode well for the wizards man so yeah
3: what a what a so wizards um happen since it would be if they if they beat boston they beat houston and then they go on a mini streak uh, after losing games that they should have won and then they started winning games that they probably should be losing right. but you know what the Wizards will take any sort of win they can get because this is a pivotal point in their year it gets real tough We've well, mentioned it before you got Denver Portland uh, both the LA teams Denver again and then it kind of gets a little bit easier from there but uh, a really tough tough schedule coming up here if they can split these next like four or five games that's a win for the Wizards here Um, they just need to make sure they're treading water because the schedule gets real tough and Denver is one of the I think more winnable games on the schedule just given how how much they've struggled but Lockdown Wizards fans we absolutely love you we adore you and and we appreciate you for listening the season is finally kind of sort of starting to turn around we're talking about some wins Uh, obviously we still have our qualms about the way the team's operating but uh, that too maybe shall change because we've seen them make some minor changes and they've made a big difference. Shout out to Mo Wagner as a starting center, but uh, Anthony, you got anything else before we Let these guys go.
2: Yeah, guys, we love you. We appreciate you. We always love rocking out with you guys Monday through Friday. If you haven't already done so go subscribe to the lockdown, Wizards podcast on the lockdown podcast network and make sure to tune into this game tonight, 8 PM Eastern denver in washington hopefully a three game win streak by the time we talk next but yes guys enjoy your day your night wherever you may be we'll be back rocking with you again tomorrow
1: you are locked on wizards your daily washington wizards podcast part of the locked on podcast network your team every day